Welcome to Turn the Volume Up podcast. I'm your host, Susan Hay, and I'm a college dropout and beauty industry pro that grew from zero clients to a seven-figure business. Each episode, I'll bring you business growth trainings, social media strategies, and real-life lessons of building a business the bootstrapping way. If you're ready for elevated conversations about the highs and the lows of entrepreneurship, then turn the volume up, gorgeous. Welcome back to the show, lovies. I am so happy to have you here again. And I am coming off of the most insanely beautiful high from being in the room with so many incredible women. Just yesterday, I was a speaker at the NOCO Women in Business event held in Fort Collins, Colorado. Um, Body 20 was a host, and it was just an amazing event. I attended um, one of the first events, I believe maybe back in February, March, and they had about 20 attendees at the event, which was amazing. Um, yesterday I walked through the doors expecting the same turnout. And I feel like, I think there are about 75 women in the room. The, um, theme of this event was bold and beautiful. And so I just felt so honored to get to be a speaker. If you have not listened to the episode that I recorded a couple episodes back with Sarah Dick and Jamie Simonis, you got, you got to, you got to go listen to it. And yesterday I shared a message with this group of women and, um, there were tears. There were tears as I looked out at other women and I knew exactly why, there were tears in their eyes and it was because they could relate to a part of my story that I shared. And I thought, what a beautiful thing for me to bottle up what I said at that event and come here and share it to you guys on podcast form. If you were at that event, then you've got this message here that you can come back and listen to whenever you need some encouragement or you need a reminder of how beautiful and unique, uniquely made you are. Or if you weren't at the event, now's your chance to hear exactly what I said. Well, probably not exactly. Um, I had an outline of what I wanted to say, and there were some things that I left out just in the moment. And I thought this would be a beautiful way for me to bring the message and expand upon it. Now, the really cool thing and why this podcast is so special to me today is I, four years ago, made a very important decision in my life that truthfully changed the trajectory of my entire life. My business decisions, my business opportunities, my friendships, my relationships, my relationships with my family, um, and so much more. Like I even just look at the abundance that has been attracted into my life in the last four years. And I know that it is because of one decision. And I think that's the beautiful thing about life. If we're paying attention is one moment in time, if we are listening can change everything. And so every year I call this, this date of July 18th, my self-love anniversary. And I celebrate it every year because it's just so important to me. And this message today, I hope just shows you how much change you can impart, how much transformation can take place 
in your life in such a short period of time. Now, this event that I attended yesterday was pretty incredible, but as I shared with the room yesterday, five years ago, I never would have walked into that room. I would have heard bold and beautiful as the theme, and I would have thought, I don't belong there. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not bold enough. I'm not smart enough to be in that room, and I never would have gone to an event like that. So obviously, a lot has changed in the last four years where I can show up and speak in a room like that now. And I never thought, I never saw that that version of me five years ago. The truth, the truth is I had a very successful business, but I was still very much operating in this lowest self frequency. I made a lot of decisions that were reactive. And a lot of that was because I was rooted in scarcity in my own life, always in this belief that I wasn't enough and that there wasn't enough to go around for all of us. And so there was this one moment in time that changed it all. And I'm so glad that it did because operating from that place of fear and scarcity really kept me in anxiety, um, in victimhood. And I've been able to completely shift my perspectives and the way that I show up in the world. And, you know, if I go back to 2018, when this moment in time changed me, the context around that is I owned this beautiful salon um, that I had owned for a decade at that point. And one of the reasons why I got into the beauty industry is because I loved pampering women. I loved serving them on that level. I loved giving them a little slice of luxury and opulence in the middle of a day or a week. One of the other things that I really loved, though, is I really loved conversations with other women. I loved hearing their stories. I've got an incredible memory. And so I would remember all the details of people's lives. And I always loved checking in and hearing how things were progressing for them. But what had happened over the years is that the conversations felt like they started to shift. And it was in this one particular week that I really was feeling the heaviness of that shift. What I mean by that is it felt like, yes, I was still hearing the stories of people's lives, but I also was watching women lead with apologies. Women that I perceive to be beautiful, smart, powerful, funny, successful women were coming into my salon and saying things like, oh, I'm sorry, you have to look at my fat. Oh, my feet are a mess. Oh, I'm just having, you know, I just did this, this, and this week, this week. I can't believe I'm such an idiot. And In this particular week, I was seeing clients running my business. I was probably seeing about 15 clients a day. We were busy. We were breaking revenue records. It was a busy week. And to compound things, my team of 20-something-year-olds had been tasked with one thing. Send me a picture of you so that I can put together a social media montage of our team. And I had one of two things happen. I had them either send me the picture that was like really filtered to where I could, I couldn't even recognize them. It didn't even look like them. Or they would say, I don't have a picture that I feel pretty enough. And that just blew my mind. I just was like, what is going on with my fellow womankind? This is like, I can't even handle this anymore. This energy, this frequency of self-doubt and self-loathing just 
oozing around us. We are so much better than this. And I'm driving to work in a mood about it, like just so worked up in a mood about this. Like, why are we like this? This has got to change. And just trying to get myself energized and pepped up for another day of cheering women on through their insecurities. And as I was driving to work, this voice of wisdom spoke up. It was a voice that I don't know that I've ever paid attention to before, but this was one of those moments where I did pay attention and it was divine. It was divine timing. This voice spoke up and said to me, Suze, if you want to see the women around you change, you have to go first. You have to go first. You have to be the change. And it was in that moment that I realized that I was walking around mirroring the same self-doubt, the same self-loathing as all of these women that I was sitting across from. That was the moment where I realized I had to change. I had to change. And I didn't know what that meant. In fact, at the beginning, I thought it meant just saying powerful affirmations to myself and choosing to wear something that I never would have worn before. I also knew that it meant putting myself into rooms of women that I wouldn't normally do. And within a few months, I had done that. But over the last four years, what I discovered is those things weren't enough. There was a deeper dive into personal growth and into personal awareness and self-awareness that had to happen. And so what I shared and what I want to share here with you today is four things that truly transformed my life that have allowed me to feel absolutely wealthy in my business opportunities, my friendship, my family, my experiences that I get to have, and yes, the money and the possessions that I have as well. And so I want to share these four things with you because they're pretty powerful. They are the key that can unlock the doors to the self-imposed prison that many of us women are living in. So the first thing that I did is I upgraded my belief system. This was probably the most important key of unlocking that self-imposed prison door that I referenced. Now, you've heard me talk about neuroscience and mindset before, and so I just want to touch on this, that from the time that we come into the world, we are said to be walking recorders. We are being conditioned by everything that happens around us, including during infancy. We are taking all of this in. And so what that means is over a period of time, we are influenced by everything that we are surrounded by. And for me, I grew up in a family that was very loving, very, very loving. And underneath the surface, it was a very body conscious family. My dad was a natural bodybuilder. He had his office was always lined with stacks. I'm talking years of muscle and fitness magazine, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I remember seeing him on the cover and all these other bodybuilders. And then there was my mom and my granny, the feminine voice in my life. And they were always on a diet, always on a diet or commenting on other people's bodies. Oh, should she be wearing that? Oh, I don't know if I could wear this. And so I grew up hearing these messages and it was truthfully 
all things that conditioned my belief system. And the reason why your belief system is so important is it is what you operate from. So what you believe is basically the thermometer for how you show up in the world. And I had this really important, profound moment in time when I was about 16 years old. Now, we had relocated to Cocoa Beach, Florida. We had lived there for about a year. And I had a new set of friends. These were women who grew up differently than me. They were comfortable in their bodies. They were wearing two-piece swimsuits and they weren't um, walking around with like turtlenecks on at the pool. They were comfortable in their bodies. And what happened is it started to influence me and I had a job. I went and bought a two-piece swimsuit. I was so proud of the swimsuit. It, and, and it was, you know, to today's standards, it was very um, conservative, but, you know, came up to the waist. There was nothing skimpy about it. And I just remember putting it on. I was so excited to go down to the pool and my mom stopped me and she said, you look like a walrus. And I don't know who would want to look at that at the pool. And anytime I share this with people, I usually get a gasp because people just can't understand how somebody would say this. And what I know now that I didn't know then, I didn't have the self-awareness for this moment in time to see that my mom was so lacking in confidence. She was so bankrupt in self-love that all she knew to do was to hurl an insult at me, somebody who was doing something that I think she wished that she could have done, that she wished that she would have had the confidence to do. Regardless, and I want to say this, I love my mom to death. Love her so much. You know, she's still very much in my life. And we have spoken about this moment in time that happened. And I think like all of us, if we could go back in time and potentially change things that we've said, we probably would. So I don't want any hate campaigns against my mom because I do love her. And, um, but this was a moment that really set the stage for the next part of my life. What I want to share with you is that you have the opportunity to take a look around and see what seeds of doubt have been planted for you in your lifetime that have become borrowed beliefs. On that day that my mom said that to me, I went to my room, I got a beach cover up and I went to the pool and I didn't take that beach cover up off for another 25 years. You would not find me in a bathing suit without myself covered up. I also ended up with 15 years of eating disorders. So I share this with you so that you know that seeds of doubt are planted throughout our entire lifetime. And we have to stop and look at what belief systems those have created for us. And the most empowering thing for me was to go through my belief system over the last four years and extract the things that no longer served me, the things that were dulling my shine, the things that were holding me back from fully being seen in this world. And so I ask you this question, what seeds of doubt have been planted in your lifetime that you have allowed to bloom into a full-blown belief? What is that belief? You'll know as soon as I ask the question, you'll know it. And so trust it. And then start rewiring that belief. 
turn that into something empowering that you can write on a sticky note and remind yourself of every day. This journey that I've been on for the last four years has not been just, I show up to the pearly gates of loving myself. It has been a deep, deep commitment to myself in the highs when I'm celebrating, having my best months of ever, feeling the triumphs and in the valleys when I've gained weight, failed at something, didn't get the outcome that I wanted. So it's important that we're in this discipline and that if we're upgrading our belief system, that we are continuously doing this, continuously paying attention to what beliefs are popping up for us along the way. Now, the second thing that I did over the last four years to transform my life and open up so many doors of opportunity was I stopped waiting on confidence to just fall in my lap. I think so many of us are waiting for a feeling to show up. And I remember for so many years sitting on the beach, watching other women walk down the beach without their, their cover-ups, just in their swimsuit. And I remember sitting there and thinking, gosh, I wish I had their body so that I could feel confident like they do, so that I could feel this freedom that they have. And I had it all wrong. I didn't understand that the body wasn't going to give me the confidence. It was choosing confidence. And then I would feel confidence. So confidence is a choice, not a feeling. And this was illustrated for me several months after I had this moment in time that changed everything back in 2018. I had done enough work on myself that I was at a place where I knew I could not stand for going to the beach again and hiding my body. I knew that I had to change the way I was doing things. And ironically, we had a trip, family vacation scheduled to go to Florida where, um, you know, my six month old and, uh, my, my oldest, we were going to go to the beach and celebrate. And I thought this is a great opportunity for me to really give the finger to these past beliefs and step into this new way of being. And so in Susan Spirit, I decided to hire a photographer um, because I knew that I needed some accountability. I knew that I would not chicken out if I had this photographer that was going to be there for part of this experience. And something really interesting happened as we were walking down to the beach to take this picture of me in this moment of losing the beach cover up and walking down the beach. What happened was I started to notice these voices, this inner bully showed up. Ugh, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? You're not a model. You are so ridiculous. You are so extra. Why would you go hire a photographer for this? This is not that big of a deal. People do this every day. This is so stupid. All these people on the beach celebrating their Sunday family time, they don't want to see this. They're all going to be laughing at you. I'm sure you've experienced this too in moments where you go to step out of your comfort zone. This inner bully, this inner voice shows up and oftentimes it's attached to the old narrative. And in that moment, what I realized is that I had an opportunity in that moment and every day moving forward to step forward into growth or back into comfort. And that day I decided to be bold and step forward into growth. And it was the scariest thing. And I know that there's probably people at that time that were like, 
you've opened a business and ran it for 10 years. Like that seems like the scariest thing ever. How is taking your beach cover off, cover up off scary? But this truly was a deep, deep seated and rooted fear for me. This fear of fully being seen, of people seeing my imperfections and my flaws. And so I did it. I dropped that beach cover up. I was trembling, but I had to quiet those voices in my head. I had to, and I moved forward. And on the other side of it, I was so proud of me. I was so proud of me for making that move, for choosing growth and for doing it in such a bold way. And that photographer was amazing. She um, captured the moment perfectly. And yes, I was six months postpartum. I wasn't like all the other moms that bounced back quickly, but there was such a beauty There was such a beauty and confident energy um, just emanating from me in those photos. One of the things that you can do to step into the things that you want to feel is you can start to create your to feel list. And I think there's a lot of us out there in business who set a goal for ourselves. We step forward towards the goal and we create our to do list. Oh, I want a six-figure income, so that means I'm going to need to hit these milestones. I'm going to need to do this, this, and this each month. Or, hey, I want the seven-figure business this year. I need to set up my funnels. I need to add this person to my team. I need to do this, this, and this. And these are important parts of reaching a goal. But the most important part of it all is to create your to-feel list. And something that you can do every single day when you wake up and I still do it, is I ask myself, who does my highest self want to be today? There is so much power in the being over the doing. And it's as simple as you coming up with, okay, this is what I need to do today, but who do I need to be to be able to achieve that? And yesterday for me, showing up to this event, I knew that I had to be brave. I had to be graceful, and I had to be bold. And so I went into the day with this very clear um, intention of what feeling and what what I was embodying to step into the version of me that I needed to be yesterday. And that's something that you can do every single day. It is so habitual in my life that if I miss a day, I don't feel right. Now, the third thing that I did is I stopped comparing myself to other women. I think it's all of us can can understand that that comparison trap is so easy. And I used to find myself looking at somebody else's business, looking at their timeline of success, looking at what they had, their possessions, what friends did they have. And I used to find myself always in comparison. And it was such a sad and scarce place to live and operate from because I never was able to see my progress. And so we have to be in awareness. We have to be in awareness. And I can tell you social media can be a hotbed of comparison. It can be a place where you find yourself so deep in the comparison trap that you may not find yourself back out because what we're looking at is the highlight reels of people's life. So the best thing to do when you find yourself comparing your timeline, your story to somebody else is to stop. And remind yourself that that's not winning at your own race. 
So what I like to do, because this does come up for me in a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, it came up in a moment where I chickened out of doing something that I wanted to do. And a couple of my friends did it. And I was like, man, why can't I be more bold like them? Why can't I be more brave like them? Why do I have to be like me always calculating risk? And it was in within a couple of minutes that I was like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Look at how far you've come, Suze. And so when you find yourself in the trap, the comparison trap, the thing to ask yourself is where was I six months ago? Who was I a year ago? How far have I come in four years, three years, whatever it is, go back in time, zoom out, and you will see that you have come so far, queen. You have come so far. And if you can shift into looking at your life through that lens, you will always be winning at your race. Now, the fourth thing that I did, and this is a really important one, to um, transform my life. And I really got to see this in full force yesterday. I started to curate my inner circle. I got picky as hell about who I spent my time with. And yesterday, I truly got to see the just magnitude of that as I stepped into this room of women and looked around at how many women I knew in that room because I had spent time with them in the last four years, either at an event, in a one-on-one conversation, in my coaching containers, running into them in public. It felt so good to be in that room and feel so connected to so many other women. And I think a lot of us are really scared to show up to these types of events. And I get it. I, I get it. Because as I said years ago, it, I, would, I didn't. I didn't attend these things. One of the things that I know for sure is when you set a goal for yourself, you are also embarking upon a transformation journey. It's inevitable. It is going to happen. If you do not see that your personal growth and your commitment to your personal growth is basically the momentum and the power force for the growth in your business. If you are not committing to personal growth, your business will always be hindered. And so something that happens when we embark upon these these new goals, these new levels that we want to reach is we end up, you know, going through this transformation journey. And about 6 months after I had this moment that changed everything, I started to hear things being said behind my back. What I heard was, "Ugh, she's changed." People were saying it like that, like it was a bad thing. And then finally, somebody spoke up and said it to my face. Yeah, you've just changed. You've just changed. It just doesn't seem like you're, you know, as committed. (laughs) And I appreciated these truths, these honesties, these perspectives. But I remember the perfectionist, the people pleaser of me got so wound tight about this. Oh, I can't believe I've made other people feel this way. Oh my gosh, all I was trying to do was, you know, share a message with the world and just step into my purpose. And I just felt so bad that people, that I was letting people down. That's how it felt. It felt like I was letting people down. And I remember my mentor at the time saying to me, Suze, of course you've changed. 
you haven't worked this hard to stay the same. And it was the permission slip that I needed. I needed to hear that. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, you're right. I I didn't realize that I wasn't going to stay the same on this journey. And that's a beautiful thing because what it does is it gives us an opportunity to look around at who is part of our inner circle, what people, places, and things don't fit anymore. And I know a lot of us get upset about this because we feel like it's breaking up. You know, maybe we've had that friend from childhood or friend from high school or friend from college and you just don't love your time with them like you once did. Or, you know, there's a negativity or whatever the experience is that you've had. This is going to happen. And if we don't pay attention, we'll end up in this self-fulfilling prophecy. And the quote is, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. So if you are hanging out with five negative, gossipy people, then you'll be the sixth person. And it doesn't make sense for you to do all this work to change and step into transformation in your highest self if you're going to allow yourself to be pulled backwards towards the exact behaviors and habits that you're trying to break free from. This doesn't mean that you have to go out there and break up with people in your life, but it just means creating awareness so that you can protect your energy and open up space to bring more people into your circle that are like-minded. Five years ago, I could tell you that my only friend was my husband and friends from like high school, maybe some acquaintances in the busy, in the business world. But because I RSVP no to every invite that came across my desk, I wasn't giving myself an opportunity to get out there and meet those women that were going to become part of my inner circle. And when I started to put myself out there, that's when I started to meet women that were like nothing I've ever met before. I have the most rich friend group ever because we just truly love each other so much. And we've celebrated each other in the highs. We've lifted each other up in the lows, the absolute lowest of my times. These women have picked me up and reminded me of who I am. And the beautiful thing is I've been able to return that to them too. You can do life and business alone. I can tell you that because I did it for eight years, but it is not as much fun. You will actually collapse timelines and reach your goals sooner if you allow yourself to get out there and meet like-minded people that can ultimately become part of your inner circle too. And there are so many incredible organizations globally and locally, no matter where you live. I have so many listeners that are coast to coast. It doesn't matter where you're at. You got to start looking for these events, these groups, these things that you can participate in so that you can meet your inner circle too. So here we are today. Never thought five years ago that I would have a podcast that I just show up to and give and and share behind the scenes of life and and tips and all the lessons of how to grow a business. I never would have imagined that I would be able to step into my confidence and power in a way that would allow me to show up here and in so many other places. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have a story 
like me, where you've been walking around um, with these borrowed beliefs in your back pocket, letting them dictate your actions and your ultimate outcome in this life, I want to encourage you to start doing surgery on on your mindset. Success is 80% mindset and 20% skill and mechanics. So mindset is everything. What I've seen time and time again is that, and this is what I tell my kids actually every night, I love to remind them of this because I wish that somebody had reminded me of this when I was growing up. You are uniquely made. There is not another human being in this world that is you, that has your gifts, that has your experiences, that has your expertise, that has your perspective, that has your energetic makeup and your unique code. We actually don't have any competition because there's nobody out there that is us. And so I want to encourage you because I'm going to tell you, if you had met me five years ago, you wouldn't recognize me. I was not the same woman that I am today. And so I am proof that you can change. You can become anything that you want in this world. You can go out there and you can tap into the endless possibility to the infinite abundance that this world has to offer us. I hope that you will see the magic inside of you. I hope that you will see the beauty and boldness inside of you. And I hope that I will get to see you in person, in a, in a room full of energy um, sometime very, very soon. And so happy four-year self-love anniversary to me. I would not want to live life any other way than the way I'm living it right now. I love you guys so much and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to Turn the Volume Up podcast. If today's episode motivated and inspired you, I hope that you'll take a moment to leave a five-star review. It would mean the world to me as I continue to grow and reach more people. Thank you.